Hello everyone, I'm Lily Mae and welcome to the Glambitious Podcast. If you're new to the platform, I encourage you to visit my website, theglamceo.com to check out the opportunities I've created for women entrepreneurs to get more visibility and more revenue in their businesses, to also check out details about being a speaker or panelist or attendee of the Atlanta Conference on August 26th, or to just connect with me in some capacity, invite me to your platform. I love speaking publicly. I love interviewing on podcasts. So that's that. Now let's deep dive. Okay. I don't really have a bullet points notes or anything. So this is just free form thinking in the moment um, about the topic dating after 40. So ironically, I was never one of those college girls that were, you know, in college looking for their future husband. I was very much into academia. You know, I was very focused on internships and just what life would be be like after college. So I really, you know, did not pursue dating seriously in college. I went to UNC Chapel Hill and a lot of my peers married their, you know, college sweethearts and they're still married to this day and I feel like you know there were some girls who were very attentional about meeting and and a person they could marry in college but that wasn't on my mind at all and you know as I got into my 20s my career started as an entrepreneur in the music industry and again my focus was career and I honestly was a little bit arrogant in my thinking I never felt pressed for being married by a certain age but I feel like arrogantly in my thinking, I just assumed it would come together, you know, somewhere along the lines of my late 20s, early 30s, and I would live happily ever after. I didn't obsess over it. I wasn't pressed. I wasn't giving guys ultimatums or anything. You know, I was just focused on my career and assuming that it would come together. Now, along the way, I was in numerous weddings as a bridesmaid, as a maid of honor. Um, I think I was a maid of honor four times. (laughs) I was a maid of honor at least four times. So I planned my fair share of bridal showers, bachelorette parties, you know, baby showers. I was definitely that friend that supported so many of my other friends in those major moments, right? So then I find myself in my 30s and single, early 30s. And I felt very hopeful. I felt very hopeful that I would meet someone that would be, you know, everything I hoped and dreamed. And, you know, we would just live happily ever after in Atlanta as this mega power couple. After dating in Atlanta for several years and not getting anything near that result, I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to move back closer to family. You know, I felt just kind of like the routine of Atlanta. You know, I was just a little bit over it. It's like you go to the red carpet events, you see the same people week after week after week. It's fun, it's exciting at first, and after a while, it's like, okay, what else? So then, you know, I decided to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, and that was in 2019, okay? So that was, at this point, um, four years ago. And so then that's when the urgency kind of set in, honestly, because at that point, I'm in my late 30s, and, you know, I'm still dating, still, you know, hoping to have some form of a happily ever after okay soon as I moved to Charlotte a pandemic hits okay we're locked down 
I'm not sure how people were dating, but I wasn't. I was terrified of the pandemic. And so I was not really dating. And so that took, you know, some time off of the lot, if you will. (laughs) But then, you know, fast forward, long story short, here I am today, uh, whatever today is, March 3rd, 2023, and I'm 41 and I am single. And so I was just reflecting on, you know, how A, many of the people that I know that have been in long-term marriages, they are unhappy. I'm not saying everyone that's married in a long-term marriage is unhappy. I'm saying many of the people that I know that have been in marriages for over 10 years are very unhappy. They're very disgruntled. They complain a lot, etc. right? And then there's my single friends who also are disgruntled because they are ready for their moment, right? They're ready to get married. They're ready to meet the one. They're ready to settle down, have a child. And we are, you know, of a certain age. And so I was thinking, man, you know, this is not exactly how I imagined life would be at 41. Although I never was the girl that was like, oh, I'm going to be married with 2.5 kids, a house and a fence and a dog by 27. I wasn't that pressed person, but I did assume that the stars would align in my favor in a timely manner that was just suitable for society and society's, you know, (laughs) society's timeline of when a woman should do what. And it would be suitable for that. It would be suitable for me and I would live happily ever after. It didn't happen. So now I find myself at 41 single, realizing that there are still things that I need to learn and work on before getting married. And so I feel like dating is the perfect friction to reflect yourself to yourself, to really see some of the things that you can improve on before marriage at any age. But it just so happens to be that I'm 41 having those levels of revelations. And it's like, man, you know, how did I not get these lessons before now, like earlier? How is it that I didn't see some of my behaviors and practices and communication style that could be problematic in a marriage? Like, how did I miss that? But here lately, I'm starting to see, you know, like the flip side of this coin. Yes, I'm a, you know, accomplished woman. I am a woman of God. You know, I'm a very affectionate, kind, loving, honest person. You know, all of these great things, I definitely am. But then there are other things in the long term that could be problematic in a marriage. And suddenly, I'm starting to see those things. Suddenly, just the right amount of friction is reflecting to myself things that I need to improve on. And it's like, you know, a little behooving that, you know, dating over 41 is my reality, A, and that is such a reflective experience. And so, although I know that for many of you listeners who may find yourself in the same boat, you know, and you may feel a sense of urgency, you may feel a sense of being left out or being forgotten. You may be praying to God, like, what up though? You know, I don't know where you may find yourself. You may be perfectly happily single. Good for you. But for those of you who are believing God for a spouse, you find yourself over 40, you find yourself getting discouraged, you know, because people do say that the dating pool has a little pee in it, right? (laughs) People say that. So that comes from somewhere. It's not an easy journey. You know, when you're looking to date and become married, I don't think it's necessarily an easy journey. However, 
we have to shift our mindset into one of seeing the season and taking the lessons from it versus seeing the season and hating it and loathing it and feeling like we're missing out. We have to see the season or seize the season and take all of the lessons from it. And that's where our energy has to be. Instead of being in a place of discouragement, disappointment, or racing against the clock, we have to really use the present moments to see ourselves, to have a level of self-awareness so that we can work on the things we need to work on and really, you know, be the deluxe version of ourselves when it's time to get married so that we have an easier path. Like I said, many of the people that I know that married in their 20s are very unhappy. They are very challenged. They are always escaping, looking for escapism to escape the household. And that is not the marriage I want. I want a marriage that in 10 years, we still are crazy about each other. We still are best friends. We still are loving, spontaneous, and enjoying life together, not loathing each other. For that to happen, there definitely has to be continuous growth on our part, right? There has to be some self-reflection. There has to be some therapy. There has to be some healing. There has to be some willingness to take criticism. You know, that's another thing that I found challenging in the past is somebody telling me about me, somebody pointing out something wrong that I need to improve on. It's been hard for me to receive that type of thing, for real. I typically will get defensive when someone has something to say about me that isn't flattering or that's pointing out a flaw. My immediate response is to get defensive. But as I commit to growing and maturing, I now listen without the defense, or at least I try to listen without the defense to get to the meat of, is there any truth in what this person is saying and what their experience has been of me? I don't need to defend myself in that moment. I need to hear a person in that moment and really take what they're saying and really you know, scrape it with a fine tooth comb to see where in what they're saying is an area for me to learn about myself and improve, period. And so that is what, you know, my thoughts were in the moment, like, wow, I would have never imagined, you know, I often think back to when I turned 18 and I was graduating from high school. I think about that moment a lot lately because I remember it was the year 2000, you know, it was the year of kind of a shift in technology. And I remember at that age and in that moment of graduation on graduation day, feeling like the world was my oyster, feeling so hopeful that everything that I desired would just come to pass. I had no doubts about it. I had no fears. I had no sense of urgency. I just had pure belief, pure hope, and pure joy that everything I believed I would achieve that I would. And it happened on one facet. You know, I did go on to achieve great things professionally and have experiences that have really been things I would never imagine I would be able to experience. So on one end, those things happen. But then on the other end, you know, I never imagined an extended season of singleness. I never imagined this very challenging season of singleness. You know, I never imagined being 41 and single without any children. However, that was a part of the life plan for me. You know, I, I like to think that, you know, some of our lives is going according to this plan that God has for us, right? And so believing that is, for me, 
a way of accepting the timeline of my life, a way of not feeling urgency, not feeling left out, not feeling like God forgot about me, but saying, okay, he, he wrote my story in a way that would allow marriage later in life, right? He wrote my story where it would include this time for self-reflection at 41. And so I have to accept that and I have to, you know, fully be in alignment with that. Get into alignment with God's plan for your life. Stop fighting it. Stop resisting it. Stop trying to push what you want, your your timeline, with you know, what you think is best for you. And remember that the God who created you knew what the desires of your heart would be. He knew that you would have a desire for marriage. He knew that you would be a woman of faith and after, you know, his own heart and that you would be giving and joyous and loving and caring and honest and a great asset to any man. He knew that already when he formed you in your mother's womb. So believe that him knowing that as a good father, that he is going to provide you with that desire of your heart. He is going to provide you with a great man. Don't let the time clock discourage you. Don't, if you're dating, if you're, you know, dating at this moment and you are, you know, in a connection with a man and it's not going how you desired it to go or it's not going to plan or there's some friction there, don't even allow those moments to discourage you, right? Don't feel like, man, it's never going to happen. There's always friction. There's always challenges. Don't interpret it as that. Instead, say, you know what? God has given me more time to become the best version of me. And he's also given my spouse time to become the best version of him. And I have to trust that as long as I'm doing the work on me and that I'm, you know, pursuing my relationship with God and I'm really doing the best that I can and and really, you know, allowing the time for self-reflection, allowing people to share real life criticism about things I could improve on and then working on it. As long as I'm doing my part to be in alignment with his plan, I can relax, relate, release and trust that when the time is right, he will bless me with a partner. And so I hope that this, you know, episode blessed someone. I hope that it gave you some relief as it relates to dating at 41, because I know it's not easy. You know, we come from a different generation and, you know, we come from a generation that wasn't raised up on social media, that wasn't using acronyms like WYD. We, we didn't grow up that way. If you're 41 and over, you grew up with a more traditional, you know, for the most part experience. And now we're in this tech age with artificial intelligence, abbreviations for words, ghosting, dating apps, you know, it's a different world than where we come from. (laughs) And so give yourself grace to maneuver this world. Give yourself grace to figure things out. Give yourself grace to not be perfect. Give yourself grace to share how you honestly feel with a person and be emotionally available. Give yourself grace to cry at night when you feel lonely. Give yourself grace to feel sad when you've been in a thousand weddings and have not had your moment yet. You are a human. You are a spirit being having a human experience. And so you will feel these things. You will have these emotions, but I want you to give yourself grace for it. That is a part of this process as well. That is a part of the the package that comes with living. You know, I feel like a part of this life package, it includes tears. It includes pain, disappointment, hurt. You know, it includes all of that. But it also includes love. It includes magic, joy, happiness, surprises, synchronicities. You know, it includes beautiful landscapes, beautiful travels, 
beautiful connections, long stimulating conversations, life also includes that in the package as well. So don't let your experience of life today dictate your overall perception of your season, your overall perception of who you are and your value. Do not let the dating experiences affect how you see yourself and your identity. You know, like no one is perfect. So don't hold yourself to a perfect Patty standard right now. Like accept who you are, work to improve the things you can improve on and trust God to fill in the gaps. Continue to pray at night for your future spouse. Pray over yourself for things that you need to heal from that are just very hard for you to heal from independently. Invite God into it and say, you know what, God, I'm really having a struggle with trust issues. You know what, God, I'm really having a struggle with jealousy. You know what, God, I'm really having a struggle with insecurity. You know, I'm really having a struggle with forgiveness. Whatever your struggle is, don't try to move past it alone. Don't try to get over it alone or heal from it alone. Invite God into it. Invite God into the healing and the forgiveness and all of the things. Invite God into it. Let him be, you know a part of your love story. Let him write it. Trust that he's written it already. Your love story is already written. There isn't a point in date time where you will meet this great man and your story will begin. I really believe that. I feel like that for myself. I feel like that for those of you who are listening, that there is a point in date and time that you will get married if that's what your heart desires. And if you are pursuing the things of God, if you have not made an idol out of marriage, let me say all these caveats, right? If you haven't made an idol out of marriage, if you've maintained a pure and open heart, if you've done the healing and you daily pursue your relationship with God, I truly believe that you are in alignment to connect with your kingdom partner, that you are really in the place to do it. All you're waiting on is the time clock, the the timeline that God specifically created for you, for your best interest, right? Let's talk about that. The timeline that he set forth is for your best interest, even when you cannot see it. You know, like as I start to discover different things that I need to work on or certain mindsets that I need to, you know, alter and, you know, all of these things, I'm like, man, I really got work to do. I really have work to do before I get married. And God is allowing me time to do that. I should not be discouraged. I should not be sad. I should not be envious. I should not be worried. I should trust that God has given me some extra time to prepare. And that's what this season is. If you're over 40 and dating and desiring marriage, if you're over 40 and dating but desiring marriage, know that this is preparation season. This is the season to build your confidence, your identity, to enforce your boundaries with dating, have clear-cut boundaries that you stick to, to learn how to communicate, to learn how to compromise. This is what that season is for. And as long as you focus on that, I do believe that you will receive the desires of your heart, that you will meet a great man that will not take you through a lot of challenges, that will just love you, that will treat you well, that will open doors, that will be honest, that will worship with you, that will be, you know, connected to you in a way that no other man is connected to you like. Let me let me repeat that again. It's it's a late night hour as I'm recording this. Trust and believe that God will bring someone to you that is unlike any man you ever met or woman. If you're a man listening to this or woman, right? Trust that he's bringing this special person for you. And all he needs you to do is get in alignment with it. Keep a positive mindset. 
Limit conversations with friends that talk negative about dating and men. Fill yourself up with positivity. Fill yourself up, you know, with the things of God. In the meantime, volunteer, work on your purpose, your health, your fitness, therapy sessions, all of the things. There's so much for us to learn and do in this lifetime. It's so much, you know, it's so many different ways we can grow in this lifetime. So don't stay in a stuck place. Don't feel stifled because your dating life is dry. You know, don't feel stifled if the person you're dating currently ghosts or doesn't work out or gives you the slow fade. Just know that God is in control, man. You are the apple of his eye. Didn't mean to call you a man. <laughs> Listen, ladies, remember that God is in control of this thing and he is right in your love story and that age ain't nothing but a number. So I hope that this episode, you know, sparks something. Please message me and let me know what your thoughts are and what your experience has been dating over 40. My Instagram is at I am Lily May. That's I-A-M-L-I-L-L-I-E-M-A-E. Message me on Instagram and let me know what dating has been like for you over 40. And if you know a woman that's over 40 that's in the dating world that's, you know, feeling like the math ain't math and she's over it, send her this message as well. Uh, or this link to listen to this podcast so that it can bless her as well. So I just thank God for the revelations. I thank him for his sovereignty and knowing what's best for me, even when I don't know what's best for myself. And I'll continue to pledge to flow with the pace of grace. And I encourage you to do the same.